What's going on, everyone, and welcome back to the Life of an Entrepreneur podcast. My name is Sean, and this podcast is about my life as an entrepreneur. You know, I left my job 2014, and ever since, it's been on a crazy journey and learned so many different things. And with this podcast, I'm trying to do two things. One, it actually feels amazing to talk about some of the stuff that I'm going through. It helps me a lot, helps me psychologically, mentally, helps me my focus. So that's one of the reasons I do this. Second reason is to give back value to other founders, entrepreneurs like myself. It has been so hard building a business which is now worth 100 million plus easily and also a team of 100 plus and work with some of the biggest creators in the world. It's so hard to get actionable, tangible, real life experiences from other entrepreneurs. Not a mentor, not to say you listen to this and you just apply it to your business and it magically works. Just knowing some of the shit that I deal with, you're going to have to deal with as well. And if you're new here, I highly recommend you listen to the first ever episode I did on this podcast when I raised 11 million because I break down my story, my background, how I left my job, and went against everything and everyone around me to try to do what I really wanted to do, and how, after many failures, I've got to a point which now I would call I'm in a place with endless opportunity in front of me. So yeah, make sure you check that out, and if you're listening to this, it'll drop on a Monday. It's a new week, so let's get to it, and today, I'm going to be talking about this idea, which I have probably fallen in the same trap many times, that you should hire people to do something that are better than you, so then you won't have to do it. And they'll be better than you are doing it, so the results will be better. You know, we've all heard this, right, that in business, it's all about the team, it's all about who you hire, it's all about finding people that are expert at their thing, so they'll do it better. So, you know, I've been through this many times. One of the first things I want to talk about today is back in January to March 2017. What happened was we just had launched with a bunch of creators, and the business was going good, I raised some money. As you would think, I was like, I need to go and get experts in to come and I'll take this business to another level, because I've done what I can do. I'm good at what I know, but I need to bring in people that know what they know. So I went and hired a CMO at that time, very expensive, through a recruiter, cost me about 20% the recruitment fees. I think it was on a 60, 70,000 pound salary, which is close to 90 to $100,000. She had come from a massive business that, that she, she was managing Pepsi and massive brands and the big campaigns. And I thought, wow, she's going to come in and turn Gemflow into a monster. Let's go. Let's bring her in. And uh, similarly, I went and hired um, a sales manager from Uber. I was like, no way, someone from Uber is going to come work for Gemflow. This is going to be crazy. We're just going to sign every creator in the world. And uh, the reason I'm saying it like that is because that's how I used to think. And I'm pretty sure if you're a founder right now, you're thinking the same. You're thinking, if I could just only get this person to come and do this for my business, this is going to happen. And it's just not how it works. What ended up happening was I hired the people and I quickly found out it was the wrong move because I had listened to what textbooks say, what people say what the general consensus is and the advice that you hear. But there's one big thing they had forgot to mention, which is every business is different. You could be the best salesperson in another business. So in this case, my mistake was the person that I hired, she used to sell Uber partnerships essentially to other businesses. It's Ubering partnering with X, you know, they get a code, this, that, whatever. And she used to also be getting creators on board and became making them partners. So Uber scaled in the early days because they gave codes to influencers to promote. And obviously, as you can imagine, the influencer promotes it. Influencer gets a free thousand Uber rides in return because people use the code to sign up to the app. And that's what it was. So I thought, oh, wow, she's already used to emailing influencers, structuring deals, structuring this, that, whatever. That she'll obviously be amazing at it. So that's why, obviously, I knew B2B is not my area, but she knows how to sell to influencers. But what I realized was that it's very different selling for a new business. 
because I had done it myself, I knew what we actually need to do to be able to sell. So when she joined, it just never worked. It never worked due to that reason. And, you know, obviously over time now, I've learned how to deal with that and be better prepared and training and all of that stuff. But ultimately, the thought that someone else is going to come in and scale the business just was a false thing that I had thought about at that time. Same same with marketing. See, I understood creators in the industry at that time before the rest of the world did. To think someone else can come and market and spread the message of ownership, the message of you know, building your own audience and why is that important? Why is that the most valuable thing in this world? Which, you know, seven years later has happened to become true and now seems like, of course, yeah, if you have followers, you have lots of power. But there was a time when that was not obvious. I learned a lot in that experience. Recently, I'm at a different level now with a team of 100 and I still get reminded of the same thing. And the reason I wanted to make this episode on this topic is because if you are a founder today, you need to learn about everything in your business before you bring someone in to manage it because if you don't have skin in the game you don't have operational understanding of something you will not be able to manage it that well once you do hire that person i'll give you an example my background is product i've made a lot of products i understand product manufacturing end to end i understand how you speak to a factory i understand what freight is how you negotiate with agents How would you get the stock into the country? What type of tariffs that you have to pay, VAT that you have to pay, whatever, whatever. I understand the intricate details. How a fulfillment center works. How do they charge you? What is their process like? All of that, I truly understand. So if I am to hire someone, which I did, I brought in a head of logistics, came from Christian Louboutin and has a wealth of experience. And it, it worked really well because... I have the underlining understanding. So what that means is even that person's going to lead it and they're going to run it and they know everything about it. I can create the structure, the operations, the framework because I understand it. Also, I can help solve problems because I truly understand it. Meaning if you was to bring me a problem like it's currently taking us three times the more time than it was last week to pack orders, how can we optimize this? I can sit and think to myself, how could I do that? Because I understand what it's like being on the floor in the warehouse, picking items and maybe what is going wrong there. I'm a very operational person. And I would say if you listen to this today, you're an entrepreneur, you're a founder or you're a a very good team member. The more hands on operational you can be, the better. Another lie that has been told to everybody is that when you become more senior, you delegate. You sit and manage and you let others do shit. That is the biggest bullshit I have ever heard in business. It doesn't. You should not change your approach no matter how senior you get. I don't care if I'm a billionaire. I will still read the email properly. I will still write shit myself. I will still break down a problem and figure it out myself rather than telling 10 people go away and figure it out and bring me back the results. That way of working does not work. And that's what I realized. And just going back to this point of having underlining understanding of something is very important. So if you want to scale your business, you need to think of it that, okay, I can't just go and get an agency and they're just going to make me millions through ads. It just won't work. You have to understand what type of creatives do you think would work for your customers because they're your customers, not that agency's customers. That agency's customer is you. 
you understand your business, you understand your audience, so you need to start and have an underlining understanding of what do you think we will need to do to be able to get more customers. Their job is to take that understanding and they can go and execute it, but once again, you'll be able to judge it, you'll be able to analyze it, you'll be able to provide advice if you actually understand. The amount of founders and the amount of people that are probably listening to this right now have never gone into Facebook Ad Manager set up a custom audience or done this and that, try to see how does it actually work. But they'll be paying an ADC 5,000 pounds a month and be saying, oh, I'm not getting no results. Facebook ads don't work. It's like, yeah, but you've never tried it. You don't know to know it doesn't work. What I've realized and what I do is I dive in, try to understand it enough that you can then manage it. Then you can bring someone in to manage it and you can be able to hold them accountable. Because... When something comes to me now and XYZ is a problem, my natural inclination is to start breaking that problem down into simpler things. And the way you can do that well is if you know about the thing that you're trying to solve in the first place. That's what I mean. So, you know, I've had a similar thing recently and I'm learning, which is hard. You know, so today I'm currently managing about 18 people report to me directly. It's been hard. I'm not going to lie. I'm enjoying it because I'm learning. I'm learning about things I never knew about from different materials how we make clothing out of recycled materials, et cetera, et cetera. But I'm, I take a keen interest in being a student and learning, even from my team members. But learn enough that I can digest that, add it to everything else that I know, and then be able to provide value back. Um, rather than saying, you know enough, you go and solve it, you're in charge of this now, you do it. So if you're trying to scale your business today, get into the understanding of you need to get involved. Don't listen to what people say. You're not a top-down manager. It's bottom-up. Everything is bottom-up. Flat organizations, bottom-up is the way forwards. And increase accountability in your teams, in yourself, that it's very easy to sit and say, mm, yeah, I don't know. This video is just not really doing it for me. I need to see better. Like what? See, in that moment, I'll be like, I need to see better. I would do it like so-and-so-and-so-and-so-and-so. So you always respond with value, never just questions. That's the worst type of management. And, you know, I've hired some very senior people. Obviously, I had 65 people last year, I think. And this year, we're still pushing forward. We're trying to grow the business. And that's the number one thing I'm looking for when I interview people is, like, who's the person that's going to sit and manage? And who's the person who's actually going to break down a problem and find solutions? That's all I wanted to share today because it's been on my mind and I've truly understood this now. One last point I'll make is, doesn't matter when you bring people in how experienced they are, they need to prove it in your business. That's the other one big life lesson which I've lost hundreds and thousands of pounds on is that I thought someone with experience could enter the business and show this business how to do something better when it's just not possible. The people... You need to understand the business itself to be able to then add value. And you've got to force that thinking. You've got to force proving yourself. Like Elon Musk could come tomorrow and, and uh, join Genflow. He still needs to prove himself that can he do it at Genflow. And if you don't think like that, you're going to end up losing a lot of money just like I did. Because I was stupid enough, naive enough to think if someone joins the business, they're going to come with so much experience that they're just going to make it better. 
this goes to the same topic of, you know, you've heard me say, I don't believe in mentors for the exact same reason. Mentor could only give you third party arms length advice. And for that, they are amazing. Go and speak to people, get advice. But if you think that person knows what will work for your business in actuality, then you have lost. Then you have primarily lost. And if your mentor is saying that to you, then you have lost. Um, because it's just not true. It's not physically possible. So if Elon Musk was my mentor, and he was saying, Sean, you know, clean energy is the way, do X, Y, Z, their thing would be based on what they're experiencing in their life at that moment in their business or what they saw work before. So if Elon is telling me, Sean, at PayPal, we raised the transaction fees from 1% to 2%, did a 10% increase on fees every year, and that helped us increase our gross margin by X. You know, if I go away and think, ooh, I should do that. No, because it ain't going to work. It's a different world, different business, different thing. So same with people with experience that enter the business. No matter who you are, what you've done, you've got to earn your stripes in your business. Think like that. Judge like that. Set up infrastructure for that so now when someone joins genflow what we're trying to do is every month you'll have a review obviously you have your probation three to six months and then um, from their very strict review process give clear goals and kpis to people so they understand what they're being judged at you can be the best performance marketer in the world but here at genflow we're going to judge you around the results you drive for our clients and these are the results that we want to drive and how are you doing against that right? Then it's completely different. And um, that's the way to think. Anyway, hope you enjoyed this episode. Thanks for listening as always. Every Monday, new episodes coming. My name is Sean Hanif. This is the life of an entrepreneur, my life. I'll see you guys next week. Thanks. Hi, I'm Sean Hanif and you're listening to Life of an Entrepreneur.